This is the Daily Perspective Podcast for Tuesday, April 20th, 2021. Mark Congleton here, your sometimes humble host for this, what is, what is usually a daily dose of observation, insight, and absurdity, but as yesterday happened, uh, <laughs> it wasn't daily. But there were scheduling conflicts, equipment issues, insert your excuse here. I, it was just, yesterday just kind of fell apart. I had to make a call, and that call was to drop the podcast for one day. Hope you're doing well. Hope all is well with you and yours, that your family is good, that your loved ones are safe, sound, and healthy, and that life is treating you well. And if it's not, that you're dealing with it accordingly. <laughs> it is a Tuesday edition of the podcast, and it's good to be along with you. I hope I hope life is... Uh, is meeting your expectations, whatever those expectations may be. It's a, uh, a beautiful day in the neighborhood. We've got, uh, I mean, it's just, this is one of those days that I wish the little car, the, uh, the Miata was actually not up on jack stands in the garage, but actually running properly so that I could go out for a spin and just enjoy this absolutely gorgeous weather. It's upper sixties here, sunshine, a mix of sun and clouds, and uh, some of the clouds are pollen. So just so you know, it's, it is one of those pollen-tastic days, but it's a gorgeous day. And it's the kind of day you just want to take your, your allergy meds and get in the convertible and go somewhere. And uh, I wish I could, but there's, there's a, there's a throwout bearing and there's a pilot bearing and a clutch plate and things that have to be replaced on the Miata. And it's been sitting in the garage waiting on little old me to decide, yeah, I'll get on that cold concrete floor and then swap all these parts out. And it's just, you know, I'll be honest with you. It's just been, eh, I don't want to do it. <laughs> That's really what it's been. I just don't want to do it. I know. And now, and my friend, Mike, my friend, Mike Eccles just, uh, yesterday, uh, laid the guilt on he, I don't think he knew he was doing it, but he laid the guilt on by posting pictures of his Miata, which he had just cleaned up. It had been sitting, you know, I've been sitting all winter long. So he went and cleared the mouse nests out from under the hood and, and uh, got it all washed and cleaned up and parked it in the front yard and took a picture and post, posted it on Facebook and, and made me feel like a real jerk for not having mine in running condition. So sometime, sometime in the, in the uh, next few days or week, I'll be under the car in the garage probably dropping a transmission on my head. So, just so you know. Oh man. Well, life ar around my neighborhood has been fun. Um, yesterday was, uh, the kickoff day for life radio.fm. And that is, uh, that's going well. We are watching listenership build slowly, but surely it's going to take a little time for it to catch on. If you didn't listen, well, you can still go there, go over to life radio.fm I told you about this last week, and last week, if you went to the website, really all you could see was um, a placeholder page, a teaser page. But if you go over there now, you get to see the website. You get to see everything functioning as it should. There's a, a player there. There's a request um, a request function there. You can actually search the entire music library. Um, you can scan through it. Or you can just put in the name of a song or an artist and search for what you want to hear. There is a way to leave a voice message. 
And I keep meaning to mention that on the show, on the morning show that we're doing, the Mark and Max show on liferadio.fm. And I, it, it's just, I keep slipping, it keeps slipping my mind. Uh, but there is a way to actually record a message and send it to us. And it emails right to me. So I get it and can drop it in the mix. And so you never know, eh? you send us a message, you might wind up on the show one morning. How about that? So that's all there plus more. It, it's just, so go look at that website today. Today it's running. It was running yesterday, but it is now again today. So I invite you, this is my personal invitation to go over to liferadio.fm. Now it's not .com. That's somebody else. We are liferadio.fm. Like our, like a radio station, liferadio.fm. Go over there today, take a gander at what you'll find, um, click the play button on the player, and enjoy some great music and laughter in the mornings. And our show will be playing again this afternoon uh, from 3 to 7 Central, so you translate that to wherever you live, and you'll be able to listen to the Mark and Max show again this afternoon. And the reason we're, we're double playing the show is because our friend Rusty, who's going to be doing afternoons for us, Rusty Mace, um, he's, uh, he's a businessman. He's got his own thing going on and he's, and he, he's going to, he's helping us out doing afternoons and <laughs> his business has pulled him out of town. So he sent us a picture Sunday of his truck and trailer hooked up in the driveway, ready to head out of town. He's somewhere in the Carolinas doing some sort of a corporate event this week, uh, running audio visual. He's one of those guys that takes, he brings in the projectors and the sound systems and the screens and such and sets them all up. And, and if you're having like a big company meeting or something like that, a big corporate event, he's the guy that sits back in the corner and makes sure your music plays. He makes sure your videos play. He has cameras set up on the, uh, the people who are speaking to the crew, to the group and puts them up on the IMAG screens and, um, IMAG. Sorry, that's an intern. That's a, that's an inside baseball turn. Image magnification screens, and um, and uh, he's the guy sitting back in the corner making sure everything is running, and uh, and that's his business. He he goes and he sometimes he has a team with him who helps him out. He also does uh, um, audio visual installs for businesses and for churches and the like. So he's a busy guy, and I'm very happy for him. I've known Rusty for a long time, and and. Uh, and there have been times that he's just, he was just looking for the next radio gig and didn't know what he was going to do in between. And somewhere along the way in between radio gigs, he got interested in this and it's become a business for him. And that's God bless America, right? That's how it is in the United States of America. If you have a dream, you can follow that dream and make it your business. And that's what you do with your life. And as a result, you can employ other people and if they have the inclination, they can learn how the business works and they can start one of their own. It's a great thing. And it happens in America every single day. You never hear about it in the press though, because they just want to talk about all the depressing things that are wrong. And isn't that, isn't that just sad? Don't you think that's sad? I think it is. I think it's depressing. I think it's sad. I think it's wrong. And I, and I think that's why we should all just ignore what the mainstream media, you know, ABC, NBC, CBS, and their daily news uh, broadcasts and CNN and CNN headline news and MSNBC and the rest of them. They're all just, they're all looking for the worst possible scenarios. They're looking for drama so they can drive up numbers because people love drama and that, and that drama 
makes more listeners and viewers and eh, it drives up their ad rates and it makes them more money. More eyeballs and more ears equal more money for the news media. And we've seen that proven to be true through what uh, Project Veritas has been posting recently. What they've been releasing recently, I should say. And it's a sad thing in America that the news media is no longer practicing journalism. They are political activists. And that's something we have to be aware of. And, And it's happening on social media as well. Because in social media, a lot of us turn to social media to find out what's happening. I, quite a while back, I, I, set, I set Facebook and Twitter up to feed me what the news was. You know, news stories from sources I knew I could trust and some I knew I couldn't trust just so I could see what they were doing. And so every day, my, my feed on social media is full of the news. I use it as, as it, you remember the day when dad used to sit down with the morning paper over breakfast? Well, social media is my morning paper. Uh, early, early in the morning time, somewhere around 4, 4.30 in the morning, I'm sitting down with my iPad and I'm scanning news stories. And I do throughout the morning until I can do this. And, and it's become my morning paper. It's how I see things. Well, now social media is censoring news stories that they don't agree with. Not because the stories are true or not, but because they don't believe they are true or not. And it's interesting. Facebook had made a decision last week, for example, to censor news articles critical of Black Lives Matter leader Patrice Cullors. She's been, you know, police Cullors, she bought a multi, a, a, a million plus or a couple of million dollar house in California. That's interesting. I mean, she's working for an organization that is working on the behalf of black lives, but we're hearing more and more that Patrice and her organization aren't really doing diddly for black lives. Well, the move by Facebook has been questioned after it was revealed that the social media giant co-founder, Dustin Moskowitz, gave more than five million bucks into a network of nonprofits by colors, run by colors. This was discovered by the Washington Free Beacon. Facebook blocked its users from posting links to a story in the New York Post about how Colors, who calls herself a Marxist, spent she a Marxist, please remember. A she spent 3.2 million dollars on high-end real estate. As her BLM Global Network Foundation took in millions of dollars in donations, saying the reporting violated the privacy and personal information policy at Facebook. Well, that's interesting. Had this had had Ms. Collars been a conservative, a a high profile conservative involved with an organization supposedly aiding some minority group and spent three point two million dollars on high end real estate, then you, you all you would have seen on Facebook would have been stories about that happening. But because she's not because she is part of the Black Lives Matter movement, then they're blocking it. News Media Alliance, a media nonprofit which represents nearly 2,000 American news organizations, criticized Facebook for its completely arbitrary decision to block the story about colors with NMA CEO David Shavern saying in a statement, a prepared statement, that there is no balance of power between media and big tech. 
adding that, adding that Facebook has shown that one side gets to make all the rules. The statement emphasized that while the First Amendment prohibits the government from regulating free speech, major tech platforms certainly do regulate the news business, as the recent action by Facebook to block a New York Post story was a clear exercise of that power. Research by the Washington Free Beacon revealed that the Open Philanthropy Fund and Open Open Philanthropy uh, Philanthropy Project, Moskowitz's grant-making vehicles, donated, donated at least $5.6 million to groups founded by Cullers between 2017 and 2020. This sum included contributions of $2.8 million to Dignity and Power Now and more than $2.3 million to reform L.A. jails, which were both funded, uh, founded and chaired by Colors. The Justice Teams Network, a group co-founded by Colors, received $500,000. Open Philanthropy Project, uh, Philanthropy Project did not refer, return calls requesting comments. Colors was paid $20,000 a month by Reform L.A., uh, reform LA jails in 2019, $20,000 a month. That's a sweet paycheck. Don't you wish you could make that kind of money? Helping people with a cause. The national legal and policy center, a watchdog group also slammed Facebook's decision saying this once again, proves freedom of speech is an option, not a feature across the Facebook platform where their corporate interests are placed above the interest of their users at every turn. The Post reported that Colors bought a $1.4 million home near Malibu, a custom ranch in Georgia, and two other California properties worth a total of $3.2 million since 2016. Hawk Newsom, head of an unaffiliated group called Black Lives Matter Greater New York, told the New York Post that these revelations were really sad because it makes people doubt the validity of the movement and overlook the fact that it's the people that carry this movement. Neither Facebook nor Colors responded to requests for comment before the article was put together. Now, this Marxist is benefiting from the capitalism of the United States of America and the goodwill of the people of the United States of America who have bought her scam. And as a result, she has just spent millions of dollars on property you can't even dream about owning. This is how Marxism actually works. It's a lesson we need to learn right now. It's the Daily Perspective Podcast. It's Tuesday. be wearing platform shoes and I'm not sure why oh it's the music it's <laughs> it's a crazy day in the United States of America insane people scratch their heads and look at the news and wonder who could think this stuff is going to work I mean the story we just talked about if you look at Marxist countries you look at socialist countries and the one that's the easiest to point at right now is just Venezuela because it's going on right now in Venezuela. You could also look at Cuba. Even though your 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 liberal friends will say, "Well, Cuba's got great things for people. They got the best healthcare system in the world." No, no actually. They have the best health healthcare system for their government, for high-profile people 
and for showing off to the celebrities who come to see and because they know the celebrities will spread the word about this great healthcare system when it really isn't all that beneficial. Listen, when you have a, your population is budgeting how much rice to put in meals because it's all they've got, then things are not great in your country. And that's, that's happening in rice and beans and things like that. That kind of rationing happens in Cuba all the time. You just don't hear about it because it's not what, it's not the touchy feely good news that everybody wants to talk about. And when you look at Venezuela, you hear the stories about people dumpster diving for, for leftover food and the stories, the store shelves being empty and the zoo animals, they're having <laughs> zoo animals being, being, uh, stolen and killed and used for food. And, and it's a terrible thing. And yet the people at the top, they're living the life of luxury. They have everything they want. And we see this example playing out with the black lives matter people is this one particular woman and the fact that she has spent over $3 million, three and a half million dollars on property and houses. And she's living the high life. She is doing great. But the people she says that she advocates for the people living in black, uh, black neighborhoods across America, they're still fighting, you know, according to her, they're still fighting for their lives, but she's out there rich like you wouldn't believe. And I would encourage you to look beyond her. People like Jesse Jackson, Al Sharpton, people like that, they're all living quite well. They're living quite well. And the, the mentality is, oh, that's okay. We should take care of the, our advocates, our people who are fighting for us. We need to take care of them, make sure they're, everything's good for them. No, no, they should actually be living like you. They should be, they should be budgeting for everything. They should be fighting for their lives just like you. Please don't buy this thing about your, your leaders. I, I say while I air quote, your leaders having some sort of a privilege that you don't and they should be living well. No, they shouldn't. They really shouldn't. Your leaders aren't supposed to be leaders anyway. Your leaders are supposed to be you representing you. They are stepping into something you can't step into because life gets in the way and they're doing so on your behalf. They're supposed to be you, not some rich celebrity. And that's one of the things that bothers me. And I've talked about it before. One of the things that bothers me about our congressmen and our senators here in the United States of America, they become celebrities. They get invited on late night talk shows. They are uh, the darlings of daytime TV, the, the panel shows on daytime TV, like The View, and they are, they are adored by the news media. They are celebrities. That's wrong. Those people should not be celebrities. Those people should be focused on representing you. Trust me, they're not representing you sitting in the chair across the desk from Jimmy Kimmel. They're campaigning to keep their wealth flowing. That's what they're doing. And that's wrong. It must be stopped. And sadly, the people who will stop it are the people sitting in the chair across from Jimmy Kimmel. And then they make crazy decisions on the federal level and on the state level. In California, for example, the grocery chain Kroger said it closed down two California stores over the weekend, Saturday, after the Long Beach City Council 
approved a COVID-19 related hero pay ordinance that increased wages by $4 per hour. The pay increase mandated in January was for workers who were employed at pharmacies and retail stores with 300 or more employees in the Southern California city there in Long Beach. The move was announced earlier this year, but the Ralph's and food for less both operate, both of them operated by Kroger were shut down on April 17th. According to employees talking to local media outlets, a spokesperson for Kroger said several weeks ago, as a result of the city of Long Beach's decision to pass an ordinance mandating extra pay for grocery workers, we have made the difficult decision to permanently, cl permanently close long, struggling store locations in Long Beach. The misguided action by the Long Beach City Council oversteps the traditional bargaining process and applies to some but not all grocery workers in the city. Last month, Kroger also announced it would close down three stores, two Ralph's and one Foods for Less, in nearby Los Angeles, which passed its own $5 per hour hero pay boost to workers amid the pandemic. Kroger, in a statement, said they were underperforming stores while maintaining that the extra cost of temporary hazard pay made it impossible to operate. The firm said... The hero pay mandate in Los Angeles will add an additional $20 million in operating costs over the next 120 days, making it financially unsustainable to continue operating the three underperforming locations. Despite our efforts to overcome the challenges we were already facing at these locations, the extra pay mandate makes it impossible to run a financially sustainable business that ensures our ability to continue serving the Los Angeles community at those three locations with reliable access to affordable, fresh groceries and other essentials. It added, we are proud to our, uh, of our role as a leading employer in Los Angeles and remain committed to our dedicated associates on the front lines serving in our 65 other area locations. Now, hero pay mandates have always, already been passed or also been passed in several other Southern California cities, including Coachella, Montebello, and Irvine. Last week, two L.A. County uh, City Council uh, Los Angeles City Council members introduced a motion to investigate Kroger's decision to close several of its stores in the city. The motion introduced by Councilman Marquise Harris Dawson and Paul Coretz, both of them Democrats, says the city has an interest in considering whether it should take legislative action to address these closures and potentially future closures, closures of other grocery stores, especially in areas of the city that are commonly known as food deserts. So here we have city governments in Los Angeles out on the left coast, and I call it the left coast because it is run by leftists. We have city governments deciding outside of the structure of the businesses themselves and the business relationships with the unions, deciding that they, the employees in these particular locations, not all the locations, but in these particular locations should be paid more because they're going to work every day during COVID. The grocery store chain, Kroger, objected clearly, said, we, we, the, we, the, this is not sustainable. We don't make it. These are underperforming locations as it is. These locations are not making enough money to survive. We're keeping them afloat. We 
are bailing water out of these places every day. We're keeping them alive, and you want us to, over the next 120 days, 120 days, that's four months. Over the next four months, you want us to cough up another $20 million just in the Los Angeles area alone. And when they say we can't do this and they end up closing the stores down because they're going in the hole, then the leftists, the Marxists, these communists running the government in these cities decide to do a legislative investigation into these businesses because they won't do what the completely clueless government people in these areas say they should do. They're telling them they should stay open even though they can't afford to stay open. They're telling them that they should pay through the nose themselves to the tune of 20 million bucks in just one location in one city alone for four over four months. That they should just cough that up. The, the, the locations were underperforming as it was. They weren't sustainable. And some idiots in government in California decided, yeah, you're going to keep them open anyway. When it wasn't financially feasible to do so. So what's happened in essence is that these people, these leftists in government in California have decided that reality doesn't matter. What matters is what they decide should happen. Even if it's not financially feasible or possible, you will do what they tell you to do. Altscape. Hey, we're halfway through. This Tuesday edition of the Daily Perspective Podcast. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, what a day. Man, I just can't, I cannot, I cannot overemphasize how bizarre yesterday was. Yesterday, just, uh, I, at one point yesterday afternoon, it was late yesterday afternoon, I have to say that. It was late. It's like well after five. I looked at the clock and realized, God, I've been, I've been sitting here at this computer doing this like forever. I've been working on so many things. And, uh, when my wife got home, she'd been, she had had a, a dentist appointment and late in the day. And she, she came back home and she looked at me and she's, I'm sorry, you feel bad. It was that obvious. It was that obvious. I was just wasted. I was just gone, just gone. And, uh, yeah, I finally hit the wall and it's just like, I, 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 no function, no more. <laughs> What's sad is it's, I'm, it's not like I'm climbing mountains or, you know, I'm, it's not like I'm painting the house or, or anything like that. It's just like, I just, my brain's been sucked into the computer all day long or working on stuff, promoting things. I just got to notice that, um, the, the posts I've, I've been working on just part of it, just part of it. Uh, hit like 20,000, close to 20,000 people on Facebook. And, uh, and I just, I was just, wow. I, <laughs> I wait, I get the credit card bill. It's just, um, <laughs> it's been a crazy, it's been a crazy few weeks. And, uh, yesterday was a crazy day. Uh, what with launching life radio.fm and, uh, 
and bringing back the Mark and Mac show and, and the like. It's been actually, as I record this, the, the Mark and Mac show is still actually running because we, we did something called, uh, we did something called, uh, voice tracking, which were, where we, we recorded some breaks in advance. And so it cleared out our, our last hour, the nine o'clock central hour. And, uh, so we're, we're actually, I'm doing this, Dave's doing something else. And then as soon as I get this all wrapped up and taken care of, then I get back into promotion and, and web work and stuff like that again. So it'll be another long day, but whoo, man, oh man. Listen, I hope you do check it out. Liferadio.fm. Go there today. There's a player on the front page and, um, you can just click the play button there. If you do it on your mobile device, plug in your earphones and you do it on your mobile device or, or connect via Bluetooth in the car. Or even if you, if you're still like me, I, I, I a little cable, plug it in, in the car. Um, then, um, you can click the the player and start the player up and listen. And then if you look in the upper right-hand corner of the player little box, there's this little symbol. It looks kind of fun, like a funky little X. It's actually four arrows. It's pointing in different directions. If you click that little thing or tap that little thing, it creates its own page just for the player on your mobile device and separates it from everything else. So you can continue surfing the web or you can just you can get it started playing and then put the screen to sleep and drop it in your cup holder or console or whatever and keep listening. And that's what I do when I'm out running around. And I've been listening to the to the station for about a month now because we've been doing music tests and all kinds of stuff, uh, working on the odds and ends and, and the details. And <laughs> and uh, uh, so that's how I've been listening for a while. There is an Android app. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm happy. I'm excited that there's an Android app, but it's flaky. And I, I don't understand. It may be just the functionality of the Android operating system, which I don't understand because I'm not an Android guy. But um, I've been I've been trying to use it on my... I have an Android tablet that I've been using for various functions. And I I, I have the app on that tablet, and I've been testing it. And it seems to me like it works well enough, but I didn't, I never really listened to it for an extended period of time. And in the last few days I have, and it seems like it just stops. It just stops running after a while. It's been like, it goes to sleep and sits, sits there for a little while. It just stops running. I have to go back and press play again. And I've, I've asked the, uh, our providers about that. The guy we're working through a company for apps and, and other things. And I, I'm not getting any straight answers and I, and I hate that, but if you find yourself, if you're an Android user and you find you decided to download our app and it's, it's freaking you out, then just use the player on the page. It works great. It works very, very nicely. And, and we're sorting problems out and we're waiting on the iPhone app that's taking some time. Um, and it's not Apple we're waiting on. It's, it's somebody else. I gotta be honest with you. If you, if you were going to pay me, 500 bucks, which is what I'm about to shell out. If you were going to about to pay out $500, pay me $500. I would be there with my handout thanking you for the money. But when you're the only game in town, eh, you can make people wait. And that's what's going on. I'm dealing with somebody, an organization that is, it's the only organization that does this, that does this kind of licensing for broadcasters on the web. And they're just like, well, you know, he'll wait. And I'm like, geez, guys, I'm waiting on them because I have to, I have to prove that I have music licensing before the iPhone app can go live. And that's Apple saying, oh, no music. 
Nothing like that on our on our platform without proper music licensing, which is a good thing, and I want to provide that. But the agency I'm having to deal with, oh, well, you know, he'll wait. Where else is he going to go? And that just stinks. I hate that. Anyway, that's life in my neighborhood. And <clears throat> today I'll be making a phone call to those people saying, listen, can I give you a credit card number? Because <laughs> I, I really need a contract number to get the ball rolling on the iPhone app. Ah. And so much for inside baseball in my neighborhood. Let's go back to the West Coast, shall we? And uh, more insanity out there on the left coast. It's just, it's just, I mean, it's law. It's the law. It's the way these things work. And I absolutely hate it. And I, and I hate it for the people involved. And if there was a TV show about it, the theme would be. No! Yes, it would. Los Angeles area county's top cop, Sheriff Alex Villanueva says the far left defund the police narrative and progressive officials are responsible for a worrying spike in violent crime. Major cities across the United States have experienced a spike in violent crime this year. In Los Angeles, for example, murders are up nearly 200%, according to reports by Fox News. Through the first two months of 2021, there were 60 murders in Los Angeles County, compared to just 21 during the same period last year. Portland is another major city experiencing a wave of homicide. There were 25 murders in Portland through the first three months of 2021, compared to just three during the same period in 2020. Other cities like New York City, Chicago, St. Louis, Baltimore, among others, are also plagued by soaring murder rates. According to Villanueva, criminals emboldened by progressive law enforcement policies and the defund the police movement are behind the spike in violent crime. Speaking with Fox News last Thursday, Villanueva specifically blamed new Los Angeles County District Attorney George Gascon, the progressive lawman who has introduced quick reform to Los Angeles law enforcement after just months on the job, saying, they need to really pick and choose very carefully because for them, it's very easy to say, oh, yeah, all cops are bad and let's reform and defund the police. Yet they're the very first ones to pick up not the 911 when someone's crawling over their back gate trying to get into their house. The worrying direction of crime is not just new to 2021. In fact, violent crime, especially murder, was already particularly high in 2020. USA Today reported last year, the United States tallied more than 20,000 murders, murders, the highest total since 1995, and 4,000 more than in 2019. Preliminary FBI data for 2020 points to a 25% surge in murders, the largest single-year increase since the agency began publishing uniform data in 1960. In fact, the Law Enforcement Legal Defense Fund found that murders rose and police activity dropped in cities where police were most criticized last year. LELDF President Jason Johnson said, This data confirms that in places where law enforcement saw the most resistance from community leaders and calls for less policing, we saw more homicides. Progressive prosecutors made it clear that making arrests for drug and weapons crimes that will go unprosecuted only exposes officers to the risk of disciplinary action, lawsuits, and criminal prosecution. So, to mitigate that risk, police took a more passive approach. 
Now, this makes perfect sense if you think logically and rationally. You understand that when criminals realize there's no threat, that they just become more active. And add to the add to the murder rate that we're talking about here, the fact that now cops are being hunted. The defund the police movement, the progressive leftist movement, based on this bizarre belief that human beings, all people are inherently good, and it's external circumstances which create badness. Because of them saying, oh, it's the police, the police, you're just making these people act out. You're just, if it weren't for the police, these people would be good. As bizarre, as weird, as Twilight Zone-ish as that particular statement actually is, that's really what the thinking is. They blame the police. Oh, the police are the ones who are, they're hunting these people down. The police are evil. Well, when you adopt that attitude, the criminal element in your city knows there is less resistant or less resistance to their criminal activity. They're emboldened and they just do what they want to do, which is more crime, more murder, more thieving, and now hunting the police because the police have been made the bad guy. The police are the ones who are evil. And so now you have people people setting up positions and like snipers and shooting police in certain scenarios, people making phone calls and reporting crimes just to pull police officers in to shoot at them. Police being shot at by drive by, um, uh, criminals, people being, people being, <laughs> people taking advantage of traffic stops to shoot at police. The police are being victimized for doing the job of keeping Americans safe from the criminal element. And if you noticed, I, I know you did, but all of these places that were listed, Portland, Oregon, Los Angeles, California, New York City, Chicago, St. Louis, Baltimore, and others are all progressive strongholds, leftists, Democrat strongholds. And every one of them are spinning, spiraling downward in the relative safety of the citizenry and the police. Less, less policing, less safety, and more leftist government. It's the Daily Perspective. It's Tuesday, the 20th day of April, 2021. Once again, sorry about missing yesterday. Just a big day. And I have, I've had time to reorganize things. Because doing the, uh, the web station work, liferadio.fm stuff, that, that work, voice tracking a, a four-hour radio show, and... Uh, and doing it, we're actually doing it. I mean, we're pretty much in real time. We're right there during the show. We're recording stuff, dropping it into the mix, and and, uh, and the reason we do it that way is because it's um, it's it's actually actually doing it live is 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 it's doable, 
but there are so many problems and potential issues associated with it. We just decided to go a different direction and we are, I mean, during the show, we're actually there. We're, we are, we're on the mic where we're, we are, we're yakking, we're recording and we're dragging it in between the songs and doing and, and stuff. So we're actually really there and add stuff. And, and we did it yesterday, a news story hit yesterday. And, um, and Dave said, Hey, look at this. Did you see this? Just, just Google that. And, and we'll, we'll talk about that. And a news story hit and we talked about it like within minutes of it happening. It was just right there. And the thing is, here's the bottom line. If you think, well, well, it's disappointing that you're not live. Listen, hardly anything you ever hear today is live. And here's a little inside baseball on radio. And that is that, that very little of it is actually happening when you're listening to it. Very little of it. And, uh, it's, it's actually the fact we're pretty much as live as anybody else. (laughs) It's uh, when you study how it actually works, Mm. It's surprising. It gone are the days when a DJ sat in a studio spinning records and and was and talked over the intro and close of his records and things like that. It just it just doesn't happen anymore. It's all in computers and if you're doing a live show then you're waiting for the computer to finish playing what you're doing and you're and you're 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 jumping in when it's time to talk. But you've still got a timer facing you. It's telling you you have X number of seconds to finish up what you're yakking about and in a lot of cases most of those guys just sit down and pull up the music log and voice track it and just voice track it a little in advance and it keeps it semi live. And it's, I'm sorry, it's really inside baseball stuff, but we're having a blast. We're having a great time. We're having some great feedback from people. We're, <laughs> I was shocked yesterday. I, I sat down, I was looking at stuff yesterday afternoon or yesterday evening. Um, and it hit me. Wait a minute. People are making requests. They're using the request, uh, the request function and they're requesting songs. And I thought, well, that's just amazing because yesterday with everything else, as you can imagine, first day, you know, (laughs) just saying first day, um, I didn't even think about looking at requests, but they were there. People were saying, Hey, I want to hear, I can only imagine by mercy me, or I want to hear this by casting crowns, or I want to hear this by this group. And they were, they were actually requesting songs. And I thought, well, you idiot, you didn't look at it. Why didn't you look at it? And so from hands forth, we look at it and we slide the songs in people want to hear. And that's cool. That's very cool. Also, there's a, uh, and I haven't gotten these yet, but there's a voice request function as well. You can actually tap a button and use your, your phone and record a message and send it to us. Uh, and request the song. And when you do that, we'll, we'll play it right when the song plays. And that's, that's a cool thing as well. Anyway, enough of that, but it's been, it, yesterday was a crazy day. Today is going to continue being a crazy day and it'll be that way for a while. And I have rescheduled, by the way, I rescheduled this. I don't think I finished that. Did I? I'm so scattered, <laughs> but, uh, I used to do this at 8 AM central. Now I'm doing it nine, doing it at 9 AM central and, uh, the Facebook live is rolling and and I'm uh, recording, and I just kind of bumped it back an hour, and then so I'll I'll start doing all the voice track work and doing the, the morning show and get through with the morning show and go get a cup of coffee and then sit down and at nine o'clock, boom, I, I dive into this, and then when I get through at ten, I finish up all the odds and ends and then move forward and do other things as well. So it's days just got a lot busier, and and uh, as I said the other day, I'm looking things over. I'm evaluating things and determining 
if anything is going to have to slide or not. And so hey, that all comes with time and time. Let's get back to the, the stupid stuff, shall we? And I mean stupid, as in just stupid. For the entirety of Donald Trump's time in the White House, the media harped on the things he said. Talking about how those words could cause violence. Even as President Trump repeatedly called for nonviolence. Repeatedly. But the news media kept saying, oh, well, these things, he's, he's, in, he's inciting violence. Remember January 6th? Remember all that that went on? They blamed everything that happened on him when he, he was against it and said, don't do this. Go home. Somehow, when Democrats do this, the news media just say, what? Who? What? When? What? What are you talking about? They can't hear the words of confrontation coming from the likes of, among others, California representative impeach 45 Maxine Waters. As Black Lives Matter and Antifa groups nationwide have been burning and looting the cities, Maxine, 82 years of age, has called on, the, uh, on Black Lives Matter to be more confrontational. She was in Brooklyn, or she was in Minnesota, in Brooklyn Park. Now, this is not her district. She's in California. But she went to the epicenter of tension over the George Floyd case in Minnesota, in Brooklyn Park, just before the 11 p.m. curfew. And she said to reporters, I'm going to fight with all of the people who stand for justice. We've got to get justice in this country, and we cannot allow these killings to continue. A reporter then asked her about what she would think if former officer Derek Chauvin was found not guilty in his trial for the death of George Floyd. Her response was, we've got to stay on the street and we've got to get more active. We've got to get more confrontational. We've got to make sure they know that we mean business. More confrontational. She made that statement as she stood in a city where protesters have pelted police with rocks and bottles and have set fire to businesses. Imagine the fury if the media on the of the media imagine how the media would have responded the fury if president trump had told the january 6th crowd in washington dc that they needed to get more confrontational the media and fact checkers if they cover her statement at all will likely twist themselves into knots claiming that representative waters was not calling for violence actually this is actually happening everybody's coming out in defense saying oh she wasn't advocating violence she wasn't calling for violence how do we or anybody else know what was in her heart? But the question is, how are the people who are rioting, rioting and being extremely confrontational with police going to take that statement? She, she also says, this is a very difficult time in the history of this country. We have to let people know that we're not going to be satisfied unless we get justice in these cases. I, I would say the reason it's a difficult time in this country is because of people like you. Representative Waters, it's because of people like you. Because you are fanning the flames of discord. Because you are encouraging people to become disruptive and confrontational. It's because of people like you. Ultimately, she brought it back into politics and a pitch for people to vote for more Democrats. As she stood there in Minnesota, a state run by Democrats. She said, the way to get in control is not to allow them to win. You got to register and you got to get, got to vote and you got to take the power. She said she'll be in Minnesota until, well, until, what was it? Yes, 
until okay she she's going to leave once the uh, the trial ends mm. you know the story Chauvin's accused of killing Floyd Floyd who died in police custody of actually of a drug overdose um and we know what really happened if you've been paying attention you know what's going on he had so much in his system there was no way he was going to live. He was drowning in his own fluids and his, and his his lungs were filling up because of his drugs. That's why he was saying he couldn't breathe. And he started saying that before that he was even touched by the police. And now that trial, the judge in that trial has said it could be declared a mistrial because of what Maxine Waters did because of what she said. He said, it, well, not Mr. He said it could go to appeal. Things could actually be turned over. Things could be turned around because of what she did. She's influencing the outcome of a trial. This is unconscionable. It is wrong. It is typical from leftists in government because the law doesn't matter. Fanning the flames of emotion is what matters. Getting people angry is what matters. Because angry people are controllable people. You wouldn't think so, but they are. People who are upset are focused on other things and you can just keep pouring the fuel on their anger and make them angry at people you want them to be angry at. And as a result, they'll vote how you tell them to. Let's deal with these people. You're mad at them. Go vote them out of office and vote more people into office who'll do what you want. It's manipulation. And now she's doing it with a trial, a high-profile trial. This isn't ignorance. It's not an accident. It's intentional. And it's despicable. And that's all there is for today. God bless you. Have a great Tuesday. Let's get back together tomorrow for the next edition of the Daily Perspective Podcast. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Oh, we're uh, we're done.